0: What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 128 of Smack Talk from SmartOutMoment.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and we have a stacked panel for this evening's show. On the mic with me tonight, we have Steven Wego, <laughs> His nose.
1: <laughs> Drew White. Remember, if it ain't white, it ain't right.
2: <laughs> Miguel Leon.
3: I'm here for some reason. <laughs>
2: Sean Walker. What do you call a woman with two brain cells? Pregnant. <laughs> Jesus, we're off to a good start for this episode.
0: <laughs> and we have Mike Payton. Hi. <laughs> That's the best way that you can call it, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We have two special features that we're going to have for this episode. We're going to be answering the monthly mailbag questions that you guys have sent in. We're also going to be doing a top rope list of our favorite gimmick match stipulations from wrestling history. And we're going to do our usual shtick. The hot tags are coming up in part two. We're going to take a little bit of a break in part three with the rest hold. And we're in part one right now, so you know what that means. It's time for the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him Last week, that was my question to you guys, and I tied it into the Intercontinental Championship. The panel had the question, who was um, who had the shortest title reign in Intercontinental history? And that was Dean Douglas. And then the question to you guys was, who has the second most title reigns for the Intercontinental Championship? And it was kind of a tricky question, because there's actually two of them. But uh, they were Rob Van Dam and Jeff Jarrett. And I think pretty much everybody got it right. Johnny Castaway got RVD. Some people got one and not necessarily the other one. Um, Rosa Show got RVD and Jeff Jarrett. Watchman King, Awesome Piano Man, Mr. Big Zephel, Callum Gorman. Good job, guys. This week, the question is going to go to Mike Payton. So, Mike, hit us with it.
4: All right. Well, this week's Ask Him is based on one of my favorite topics, facial hair. Now, WWE launched their new reality series on the WWE Network last week, Legends House. And if you have not watched it, it is a fantastic program. One of the better original series I think they've come up with. Still have to see more of what they got until I could really give it that full distinction. But I really enjoyed the first episode. Uh, and I believe the second episode airs tomorrow night or maybe even that night, depending on what time you hear this. But my question to the panelists here, first off, is what member on the cast of Legends House is a famous announcer known for his mustache. Gino Gerlund. Yes, that is correct. Now, the question for you, the listeners. This former NXT superstar (laughs) is also known for his mustache, even though he does not have one.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, if you think you know the answer, and you should by now because this guy was ridiculous when he was doing that, uh, shoot us a tweet at smarkoutmoment using the hashtag ask him or leave a comment below on youtube and we'll tell you next week who got it right and who got it wrong and we're going to follow this up in part two with the hot tags of the week hot tags everybody hot tags we're in part two here weekly topics that have happened in wrestling we have four that we're going to talk about this week Number one, referee Charles Robinson almost lost his finger. He was setting up one of the rings on one of the recent tours. I don't think it was like a Raw or SmackDown episode. I think it was just like a hell show. And something went awry, and he got cut up pretty damn bad. I saw um, pictures of it online. You could tell that's a deep, deep cut. Uh, so <laughs> good thing that it was just enough that he was able to keep that, and they got it all stitched up and everything like that. So that's cool. But, man, that's going to suck. Especially for somebody like a referee where you got to use your hands constantly. You're always slapping the mat and all that. I guess he's going to take a little bit of time off, or he's going to just become like ambidextrous and just start using his other hands and stuff. So let's go around here. Wago, what do you think about this story?
5: I hope he just has to count the falls with his face
0: now. <laughs> just it. Yeah, he's totally he's just like, Yeah, It's just like, awesome. guys, can you go for more submissions? I'm really getting late in here. <laughs>
5: Uh, that sucks. Um it happens. If anyone set up a ring before, you know how clunky the setup can be, so yeah, it's what it is.
0: Drew. I didn't have a referee setting up the ring. Referees and other people set up the ring all the time.
5: Yeah, the oh, production man. and the referees, that's actually part of the job role, it's not just refereeing. Man. That sucks.
0: They're like the nurses equivalent to doctors, <laughs> like they do tons and tons of work and get like none of the credit for it. Man. Well, yeah, they... I, even,
5: I even think um, Tony Chimmel was on the ring crew.
1: Really? Huh. Well, guess what? So I think it's time for him to find something else to do. <laughs> Rest in peace.
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> very underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm expecting it to be something else. that's like getting built up. Yeah. So I guess uh, that sucks. That's how it works. <laughs> <happens. laughs> Miguel, what do you think about Charles Robinson almost losing his finger?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, it, it's nice that he didn't lose it, but, you know, you hate to have that happen to anybody, especially, you know, a referee who, like you said, needs his hand. So, thankfully, he didn't lose his hand.
2: John? I think a four-finger referee would be quite interesting, <laughs> don't you, Tony? <laughs> Robin Lee's voice is so weird.
0: <laughs> 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 this is going to be Lifestyles of the Smart cow moment <laughs> at the end of this. Peyton, your thoughts on the story?
4: This this is the news we're talking about? Thank really? <laughs> you, yeah. Um, I mean, that's uh, an unfortunate story.
0: Thank you for yeah. sounding that out. That
4: sucks. <laughs> it's,
5: it's something. He barely has anything to talk about on this topic, so he's just trying to stretch all his words
0: out. <laughs> Next topic, Daniel Bryan's father passed away, unfortunately. Uh, whenever we talk about this stuff, we usually have the same stuff to say, but it's always nice to say it as well. Uh, condolences to his friends and family and everybody like that. That really sucks. It's a shame that it happened right around this time, but I would assume that he got to witness um, WrestleMania and he got to be a part of the wedding and all that. So if that's the case, then at least he got to do that ahead of time. Way go. Shows
5: where my head is when I'm thinking about Daniel Bryan getting the news, and I'm imagining him going, no, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sucks, uh, sucks, and hats off to him so still, prepare, still performing on Raw. Drew? Uh, uh,
1: yeah, it's, uh, it's always a terrible story, and I'm about to say the same thing I said the past ten times someone died. Um, you know, it's just uh, one of the sad things. You just hope that uh, D, the D-bag can uh, come back out and... You know, don't D-bag. don't <laughs> Fuck. This. That, that, that was not a good asshole. But um, you know, hopefully Daniel can, uh, you know.
5: Was that so meant to be, be the,
1: the? Was that meant to be the D-boy? No, I, I said D-bag just to say. I wasn't really thinking. I was just saying it. <laughs> can I? Can I please continue? I'm trying to be. I'm serious. Okay, one B, two B. And anyways, <laughs> it is uh, it's very sad. Fuck. Next. <laughs> Bail out, Drew, Drew. Bail Can't out. shut up, Miguel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, your turn, Miguel.
3: I don't think I can really add much to this, like just repeating the sentiments that everybody else has. You know, it's unfortunate. You know, hopefully things get better for him. It was nice to see him on Raw, you know, doing the deed and, you know, things like that. So it, best of luck to Brian.
2: Sean? As somebody who's lost, who's lost a dad, I, I, I'm surprised he was out on Raw. And, um, yeah, he, he's very strong for doing that, and this is me being serious. And, um, yeah, it's a, it a very sad moment in his life, and I hope he gets through it. I think
4: it's some bullshit that they didn't have one of those little uh, vignetted pictures at the beginning of the show for Daniel Bryan's dad. But, yeah, at least it wasn't Miz's dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that would have been heartbreaking. Did they? Mm-hmm. Have, did they ever show
0: Daniel Bryan's dad at all? I don't remember them ever showing him. They showed his sister at WrestleMania yeah. and his niece, and I think they no, showed his mom on Total Divas. I don't remember his dad ever being a part of anything.
4: He's probably ugly.
0: Oh, he can't be any ugly. Uh,
4: I'm sorry. He was ugly. <laughs> God damn it.
0: There's some kind of a Kofi Kingston's dad joke in here. They're tied back into the before, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, Kevin Nash and Rowdy Roddy Piper had a Twitter argument this week, apparently over something that happened at WCW, where Piper was saying that he uh, he did like a, a leg sweep to Kevin Nash, and Nash said he kicked his ass or something like that. And maybe it uh, blew over and they're okay now. Maybe not. It just sort of popped up and then went away. So I don't really know the story behind it. But hey, we always try to talk about that kind of stuff. So tagging you in, Steven.
5: When you said maybe it blew over, I thought you was gonna say maybe it blew to Nash's quad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea about this, but Twitter arguments are funny as hell because neither side ever ends comes out looking good. So I'm
1: gonna go back and laugh. Drew. you said this was from WCW.
0: Something that happened backstage there. Who? Forget when they said,
1: the fuck cares at this? It's God. This is like 20 years ago. Who the fuck cares about this? Why? Why even fuck? I don't even care. This is a fuck. Go, oh, Miguel. Attacking you in.
3: Hashtag slow news day.
2: <laughs> John. I don't particularly care about either of these two wankers. <laughs> Golden. And Peyton.
4: Uh, Twitter.
3: Yes, Twitter. Yes.
1: <laughs> what, what,
4: Twitter? What? this? What are we going to talk about wrestling?
1: <laughs> What's wrestling? Uh, so what gonna we, what are we
4: going to talk about actual wrestlers and wrestling? We're talking about, like, woodshop accidents and freaking <laughs> woodshop. What, what are you talking <laughs> about? Is this is crap. TMZ.
3: Come on. TMZ now. Well, yeah, well, better part two,
0: TMZ. Oh, God. Well, TNA is our next thing. Christopher ah! Daniels.
3: You asked for it, Payton.
0: Christopher Daniels has left TNA. <laughs> Uh, they kind of uh, assumed that that was going to happen. He didn't want to take a pay cut. And it's one more person that TNA loses that they were depending on. So, goddammit, TNA. Way to go.
5: To be quite honest, I don't think Christopher Daniels has really much to contribute anymore. He's just kind of getting up there and he's not done anything interesting in god knows how long. So, is going to be fine without them and... Hats off to Daniels, uh, I guess, for naming his price. I mean, if he doesn't want to take a pay cut and he knows what he's worth, then go somewhere else.
0: To be fair, can they be fine without him if they're not fine with him? Yeah.
5: Yeah, that's a good point. So, <laughs> uh, shit, they're probably better off without him than if they just need to cut people's contracts down. Drew?
1: Uh, you know, uh, he's probably not going to get a job in NoPW, so have fun uh, washing tables and that kind of stuff in a few years. Because, you know, that TNA paycheck. There's a lot nowadays, you know what I mean, fella?
5: <laughs> I don't know, most of most of the TNA roster work at Walmart. What was yeah, that, the no random crew. Seamus
1: at the end? It was Miguel. Miguel, how's the TNA uh, roster working with you?
3: I don't know, they've been paying me alright. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard I'm the Legends champion. <laughs> That's why it hasn't been defended in several years.
0: Oh man, dude, are you like Zack Ryder?
3: Yeah, I've got the internet belt also in my in my uh, closet.
0: Well, Miguel, what do you think about Christopher Daniels leaving?
3: It's unfortunate. You know, one more one more solid worker that they had kind of out the door. You know, their, their roster is just shrinking down to the point of irrelevancy at this point. I mean, I'd love to be here and defend them, but uh, it's just I'm waiting for the inevitable. I honestly – I know we say this every year about them, but I honestly don't see them lasting very long.
2: Sean? Sean? At this point, it's going to get to when like TNA wrestles a chair. (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) What? I can't even understand you with this new accent now.
0: (laughs) Peyton, end the segment for us.
3: (laughs) End it with fire.
0: Put us out of our misery.
4: Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Who's even watching TNA anymore? Even when I did watch TNA, I had to say Christopher Daniels was one of my least interested guys for me to watch. Um, I remember when he left, I think it was back in like 2007, 2008. I was like, yes, good. I don't have to deal with this guy anymore. Um, Certainly not going to be picked up by WWE, and I don't think he's going to find good money too many other places unless maybe Jeff Jarrett wants to give him a healthy paycheck. Um, But if not, then maybe he could talk to a fellow bald-headed, generic wrestler dude who failed by, by talking to Justin Credible and getting a job with him at Olive Garden.
3: It's funny how we're not even factoring ROH into this equation, even though he was working there before he went back to TNA.
4: Yeah, if he wants money, Ring of Honor is not the place to
0: go. <laughs> well, staying with TNA isn't either. So that's, Either way, he's making either the same uh, path or possibly a little bit up. No, I mean, it just gets to a point where
4: you're only going to make money in WWE and either you're going to make it there or you don't. And he's getting up there. you know. Yeah, you can make it in there at an old age, but it gets tougher and tougher. And if yeah, they're not he, giving him any looks now, he's probably not going to make it there. So he's still got enough years in his life where he can look for another career and go into something else. Maybe that's the best choice for him.
5: Hayden's definitely right. It, like To make money on the independent wrestling circuit, you need to be practically wrestling every fucking night. And shit, the WWE schedule's tough there, but at least you get your money there. You're working for what? A couple hundred a night sometimes, if that. So, it is. Peyton's definitely right. He needs to look for a new career. All
0: right, guys, we're gonna take a little bit of a break and go to the rest hold in part three, and we're gonna come back and start talking about all the monthly mailbag and top rope list nonsense. It's break time, everybody. But we don't do breaks here at smack talk no instead we pull a randy orton and we do a rest hold and if you're unfamiliar with this part of the program this is where we take a little bit of time off on the side gather our bearings a little bit and promote some stuff going on that has to do with smark moment or something else in the a mango tree field first thing to take care of you guys know what it is bleacher report card The article that I wrote this week for that website is about Extreme Rules coming up next week. Stars who will shine in defeat. So if you are interested in checking out that link, you can find that on the Facebook and Twitter accounts. The homepage of smartoutmoment.com. There's a little Bleacher Report subcategory. You'll find it underneath there. There's also going to be a link in the YouTube description below if you're watching this on YouTube. And you can find it by going to Bleacher Report and looking under my profile. Next up is Mark My Words, where I showcase one of the comments you guys left on the YouTube channel this week that I found interesting in some way. This week it goes to Watchman King 67. First off, you should tell TNA to turn Shaw into a whale gimmick because of how you make him sound. He could become the next Shark Boy. Samuel I'm going to totally picture him as a whale now. <laughs> thank you, Watchmen King. And thank you to everybody else who sends in your comments. Keep sending those in. Tell us to mark your words. If you want to show your support for Smart Out Moment and Smack Talk, there is the Sign Me Up initiative. Just bring a sign that says smarkoutmoment.com to any kind of a wrestling event. Doesn't matter what the company is or what the show is. And if you send a picture or a video of it to me, I'll feature it on the next episode of Smack Talk that week, as well as on the website itself. If you're a fan of geeky things and you want to know what we think about things such as video games and comic books and superheroes and movies and television shows and everything else like that, my other website is fanboysanonymous.com. We have our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fanboysanon, just went to the South Jersey Geek Fest convention over the weekend. That was a lot of fun. Met a bunch of people there, and uh, we have have so much stuff coming up in the next month. We're going to be doing a podcast for Amazing Spider-Man. We're going to be doing our first ever fan track commentary for X-Men: Days of Future Past. We're going to do another four reel movie club. If you guys were able to check out the Mel Brooks one that we did. Lots of stuff coming your way, so stay tuned to Fanboys Anonymous for all that info. And lastly, if you want to join the SmartCout Moment team in some kind of fashion, there are so many different positions available that you guys can fill, it's kind of ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, We have writing spots, and there's actually a couple more segments that I've been adding into the fray here. Uh, we have editing positions, you can be a part of the social media team, anything like that that you might be interested in, I'm sure there's a spot for you, so send in your application using the same contact form as the monthly mailbag, questions that you guys have sent in, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible with more information and anything else that you need in order to join the website. That's it for this break, we're going to go right into things here with par four. Welcome back, everybody. We're on part four of episode 128 of Smack Talk, and it's time to answer the mailbag questions that you guys sent in. We had three from Andre Rosa, one from Joshua Ellis, and two from Awesome Piano Man, so we're going to knock those out and go around the horn here for everybody's answers. Starting with Andre Rosa, number one, if you woke up tomorrow morning without one of your senses, including being able to speak... What would you say is the hardest one to live without? I gotta go with sight. We go. Sight. Drew.
1: Um, I'm gonna go with sound. Being able to hear. Yes. Fuck whatever. Yeah. Being able to hear. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we Same should make him have the ability not to speak. We <laughs> go.
2: Yeah,
3: I got to go with Sight.
2: Sean? I got to go with Sight as well. Payton.
3: Uh,
4: As a wrestling fan, I got to go with my sense of smell, because then I'll never know what The Rock is cooking.
0: (laughs) Question number two from Andre Rosa. Which cartoon character would best represent your personality? That's a tough one for me. I couldn't really figure it out. Um, I can't think of pretty much any characters um, that were cartoons. Characters from TV shows, maybe a different story, because I would have gone with uh, Ted Mosby. But the only one I could think of, cartoon-wise, Dante Hicks from the short-lived Clerks animated series. Maybe I don't know, but does if you guys really have...
3: can't, does that really count though, because that's based off a person. It's a cartoon.
0: Yeah, but it's a cartoon. That's a, the the right. most uh, I could think of. If anybody else has any other suggestions of what I seem like, go ahead and leave a comment about that. I'm curious. Wigo? There's only
5: one that's a big enough douchebag to represent me, and that's Gary fucking Oak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just, it's just...
0: Oh god, that's you. I can see that one. Steven Wego was here. Ash is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, who's your cartoon character?
1: Yeah, that, that's a tough one, but if I had to choose one person, it's gonna be Gumball, or Sheen. It's gonna be Sheen from Jimmy Neutron.
0: No idea what that is. Yeah. No,
3: that...
1: you're, you're a Zubat. You're annoying.
0: Drewbat?
5: Yeah, Drew Bad, totally. <laughs> Miguel.
3: SpongeBob. <laughs> me-
5: I'm just imagining a Mexican SpongeBob.
0: <laughs> Even if Miguel's not Mexican.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, Sean. I would have to go with Roger the Alien from American Dad. <laughs> Payton.
4: Hmm. Damn, now you got me all on the spot. I was going to say Hank Hill. But I don't know if I am very Hank Hillish.
0: Nah, I don't see Hank Hill.
4: Oh! I'll go with Squidward. No. <laughs> you know what? Based on all the exploits that I am becoming known for around here, I'm Quagmire.
1: <laughs> Alright. Fuck, I don't want you dating my sister now. Damn.
5: Quagmire doesn't need <laughs> enough cake for you to be Quagmire. <laughs>
0: I really want to know what you guys think cartoon characters represent us for, so make sure you leave those comments. Question number three from Andre Rosa. What is one thing you think you do better than everyone else on the panel today? Stupid puns and organizational skills. Way go.
5: As of right now, with the flu, shitting myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I really want to see the competition about this. (laughs) (laughs) No,
4: I'll totally out-shit you. (laughs)
0: It's like that Ninja Warrior thing that was on G4 for a while. <laughs> We're gonna have like a Ninja warrior kind of thing. Drew, what do you do better than everybody else? Probably make pizzas.
1: Actual pizzas, not... Throw in the microwave Miguel pizzas. Get
4: out of here, I'm from New York.
1: Yeah, but I actually make pizzas for a living.
4: No, you don't. You just like clean up after the guys who make them.
1: No, I actually make the pizzas, I swear to God. I'm not the even house kidding house at this pizza. point. You just hold their fucking wankers while they make them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Miguel, what do you do better than everybody else here?
3: Apparently make tacos. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so if you and Drew have food things, and Wago goes for the total opposite. End, <laughs> literally. Sean.
2: That is a tough question. I would have to say drinking alcohol or watching <laughs> pornography. And doing Robin uh, I don't
4: know, man. I'm definitely going to give you some uh, competition on the latter one there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to see that competition.
4: I, I, I will challenge you to the death. Bankers.
0: <laughs> I could fucking win more than you. No, I can fucking win. Payton, what do you do better than everybody else here?
4: Oh goodness gracious, that's that's a loaded question. You're, you're trying to cause some controversy amongst all of us here, aren't you? Um, well, I'm going to say I make fun of Drew better than anybody else. And, uh, I guess I eat pizza better than everyone else. Since I can't make pizzas, I'm going to say eat pizza better than everyone else.
0: All right. Thanks (laughs) for your questions, Andre. Uh, next question is from Joshua Ellis. The last time you guys ate something and threw up or felt bad for days, what was it? When, where, how long? Why <laughs> did you think why did you think the food was bad? And any other important rela- related information. First off, I want to say this is probably one of the funniest ones that we've ever gotten. Not just because of what did you throw up from the last time, but the fact that it's like tell me every detail possible.
4: Again, <laughs> like, like interrogated about it. Right. <laughs> what so we need to find out about this it? this throw up because this throw up is a crime scene.
0: What clothes were you wearing at the time? <laughs> uh, I don't remember a lot of those details. I do remember two funny things, though, that I have uh, had in regards to this. Um, I threw up twice from – there's a like a one-stop shop kind of thing around my area that's uh, only on the east coast, a thing called Wawa. And uh, I went to this one Wawa close to me and got two hot dogs just for something to eat for lunch or dinner or whatever it was. Threw up later that night. Uh, Went back to that like a year later, getting hot dogs for just another quick meal. And wouldn't, you know, threw up from that. I've never had hot dogs from that Wawa again. I've had them from other ones, and they've been fine. And I've had other people tell me that they've eaten that from there as well. And I don't know what the case is. I just got unlucky both times. But the last time that I can remember other than that that I threw up was I went to a cast party for one of the plays that i was doing in the high school and we had a red velvet cake afterward well i forgot that i ate that and later on i threw up and when i threw up it was all red from the food dye and i panicked thinking that i was throwing up blood (laughs) i was just kind of like oh my fucking god i'm gonna have to go to the hospital what am i dying here something like that so, if you ever throw up anything with red food I think twice about that before panicking. Way go. Huh.
5: Well, that was a thing. Um, as far as me, I had some really bad Chinese food once, and it was fucking coming out of both ends. And I realized that my brother was coming downstairs to use the toilet in a second. So, rather than clean it up, I just left it all over the
0: toilet seat and let it go in there.
3: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: Well, you do shit better than anybody else. So.
5: <laughs> hey, I gotta show some of my work.
0: True.
1: <laughs> Little Sleazer's Pepperoni Pizza. November 18th, 2010. <laughs> wow. It was at much my friend's, I'm not done. It's at my friend's house, but then I left. I was throwing up and I had the shits. I don't know if it was Wego shits, but it was shits nonetheless. I didn't clean up and I left. I haven't returned to that house since because his mother's still pissed off at me about it. It lasted that whole day. The food was bad because it's Little Caesar's and it's terrible pizza. And what is also important is that Little Caesar sucks and never get it despite the fact that it's five bucks. Fake ass pizzas, motherfuckers. Just Fucking you do it and it was good. Fuck, dude. I, Little Caesars sucks. I don't even give him fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Miguel. we go
3: i i don't remember the last time i threw up i think the last time i threw up it was i was like in grade school i, I i'm okay. pretty res, i'm pretty resilient when it comes to that but i got really bad food poisoning a couple years ago from um you remember when mcdonald's had those third pounders those angus burgers
1: Still I, do you
3: know no they're, they're, they i don't think they still do them anymore i think they still
1: they, do in and then oh really oh, yeah they, don't they do i don't know they have like the bacon angus burgers still in indiana Mm. At least at my McDonald's. I don't know about anywhere else, but I know at least the one in my town.
3: Here in Florida, they stopped selling them. But, um, yeah, I had one of those, and I guess it was undercooked or something. And it, I got really bad food poisoning off of that. But uh, I didn't throw up, though. Um, so that that's something.
2: Sean? My mate tried to cook a fajita, and it was frozen on the inside. We both ate it and ended up throwing up outside his flat. Luckily enough, there was a bald headed bystander walking past at the time.
1: <laughs> he says you had a maid.
2: And I had such a good aim, it fell on top of his head. Oh! We locked, uh, we locked his door, and we hidden it behind the settee. <laughs> Payton?
4: Well, there was this one time that I was hanging out with this cute young blonde girl. Not too young. Wasn't, sister. Wasn't, like, weird or anything. But, um... She did want to drag me along to go see a Twilight movie. And uh, obviously, Uh, I did not plan on going into this and enjoying it too much. (laughs) So we uh, snuck in a water bottle filled with some very strong vodka.
1: That sounds like my sister.
4: Throughout the movie, I was uh, (laughs) taking swigs of this vodka every time I felt like the movie was dumb. And uh, (laughs) let's just say that bottle went pretty fucking fast. Um, So I was I was snickered by the time I got back home. All I had had that night was that bottle of vodka and a big bucket of popcorn. So when it got to the middle of the night when that vodka was starting to want to come back up, I was throwing up pretty bad. And all that was in my throw up was like popcorn kernels. (laughs) Let me tell you, that was the most unpleasant vomiting I ever did in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Those kernels coming up, slicing at your throat on the way back.
0: If you're you're going to get drunk,
4: eat
1: something besides popcorn. I don't drink. I'm not going to drink, so don't worry about (laughs) it.
0: If you would have thrown up during the movie, people would have been like, it's not that bad. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
4: come on. You're just being exaggerated.
0: <laughs> you're like, no, no, I swear I'm really getting sick. They're just like, yeah, hey, you're a fucking Twilight hater, aren't you, buddy? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> oh, we have two other questions here. These two are from Awesome Piano Man. Number one What two comic book characters would make the best main event for WrestleMania? Name the stipulations, referee, winner, any of that kind of stuff if you're interested in it. I gotta go with uh, Superman vs. Doomsday, classic monster heel, uh, babyface, fights back, wins the championship, no DQ, referee is Lex Luthor. Wego, I know you're not into comics and superheroes that much, but...
5: Yeah, I'm not a big comic book fan, I read a bit of manga, so I'm gonna go with Superman vs. Goku, and Superman ends up getting squashed in two seconds just to piss every fucking Superman fan off. Oh,
1: that's cool Drew I'm gonna go with uh... you yeah, now oh the, okay that
0: oh him
1: alright you're cool, yeah, cool. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh... Wolverine and uh... Deadpool just for the hell of it because I, I don't I don't watch comics because that's gay here we go
0: Superman
3: versus Thor last man standing
0: that'd be cool Sean?
2: Mr. Freeze versus the Iceman in an Inferno match as the <laughs> Penguin is the special guest referee. Who's the referee? That
1: was clever. The I Penguin.
2: Very, very
4: clever, Sean. <laughs> that Bad is a great <laughs> I gotta give you that one. That was props. Peyton. Uh, I would absolutely book Harley Quinn versus Catwoman in an Evening Down match.
0: Can't argue with that one. And our last question, also from Awesome Piano Man. If Smack Talk made a billion dollars in revenue, and each of you had to choose for uh, a wrestler to hire for these different kind of roles, who would be your housekeeper, your workout trainer, your cook, gardener, financial planner, security guard, oh and butler? Oh my
1: fucking god! <laughs> god, oh, what, what, what do these people want to know about oh, you? Jeez.
0: Hey, yeah, that's the point of the mailbag. So, I tried to keep it gimmick-specific uh, here. Um, Fifi the Maid for Housekeeper. Simon Dean for Workout Trainer. Uh, the Usos are apparently really good at cooking, and I couldn't think of anything for like a chef thing, so I'll just go with them. Gardener, I'll just give that to Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He's already got the uh, scissors for it. Financial Planner's got to be a million-dollar man. tend to be icy. And Security Guard, Brock Lesnar. Butler... Triple H, back when he was Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Really?
4: You're not going to go for the obvious Virgil?
0: I thought about Virgil, <laughs> but then I realized he's my financial planner, so they might, you know, I don't know. I don't trust him being the financial planner and being in charge of my expenses for my butler. <sighs> Way to go.
5: Housekeeper's going to be Rosa Mendez. She'd look pretty
0: good. <laughs> she look... pretty discriminatory. it <laughs> look pretty fucking good. <laughs> I
5: didn't Aww. even think about the race thing. I was just thinking she'd look good in a meetup. But... Sure, you didn't think <laughs> that's about what that. I was thinking. <laughs> Shit. That is... The fact that I just put that together means she's definitely got to be the housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Workout trainer, Triple H. I mean, guys, fucking jacked. The cook, The Rock, so I can, because I know what he's cooking. I can start. Ah, I-, I hear he serves a good pie. <laughs> <laughs> The Gardener, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins because I know he lives outdoors normally, so it'll be in his natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean's probably going fucking um, wanker. <laughs> fucking wanker.
2: Fucking <laughs>
5: um, Financial plan. Um, I'm probably going to have Dolph Ziggler because he can sell anything, so he can make me a whole wow. bunch of money. Dolph,
0: grab one, that one. Nice job. <laughs>
5: um, Security guard. I'm going with Brock Lesnar. That dude's fucking scary. The only other person I'd think is Mark Henry. And Butler, the big show, just because I want to see him in a Butler outfit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Drew, what's your
1: answers? All right. uh, For uh, Housekeeper, I'm going to go with Nikki Bella because there's an episode of Total Diva where she's wearing a nurse outfit and swap that with a maid outfit. She still looks fine in it. Anyways, uh, for Workout Trainer, I'm going to go with uh, Trish Stratus because she knows yoga. No, DD. No, yo, yeah. Okay, for uh, for Chef, I want to. It's gonna be Kane because that one segment where he was cooking <laughs> Slam City. Well, there's that. Well, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, it's no, Slam
4: City. I, I, Kane becomes a uh, like a cafeteria. I chef saw or
1: that. Something. Yeah, well, yeah, I saw that. I was talking more along the lines of uh, anger management stuff.
0: Like Barbecue but, yeah, all the time.
1: Yeah, there's oh, that as well. G- Gerald. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, okay. My name I, is my, Gerald. <laughs> oh, okay for Gardner let's see I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, let's go with Brie Bella because I uh, already got one might as well have them both at this point my financial planner um, it's gonna it's not gonna be the million dollar man it's gonna be his son Ted DiBiase Jr. Ooh. cause he's you exactly <laughs> <laughs> ooh yeah I plan my finances <laughs> my security guard it's going to be Eva Marie, because I'm going to use her hotness as a diversion. And then for my butler, it's going to be CM Punk. So he can just whine and moan and complain about it, and he has to do it for his job. Here we go. Uh, do
3: I really have to answer this question? Yes, yeah, just go. Jesus Christ. Uh, all, right, all right, Um, Let's see. Uh well financial I, I trust me I'm gonna be taking a while because I really don't care but all right financial planner ah, let's go Dixie Carter um let's see uh fitness trainer put Rikishi well, in well, there well, well, first off the um, question
1: was for WWE it can't be TNA
3: okay it. Rick Rick uh, yeah Rick Flair then I'll put Rick Flair as my financial planner uh fitness trainer let's go with Rikishi or uh uh what's his name um uh Brodus Clay um. Let's see. Cook. Uh just, I'll just steal Drew's idea and go with Kane. Um Butler. Uh let's see. Hmm. hmm. Um Plan these for, ahead of time, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I. like I said, I really don't care. Virgil, we'll put Virgil in there. Um security. Let's see. Uh, I'll put Cena in there just because whatever. And uh, what was the last one?
0: Uh, Let's see. You kind of went Gardner? out of the place. Um, yeah, housekeeper? Gar- that? Housekeeper. Guard,
3: housekeeper. Uh, Let's see. I'll put Triple H in there because he's got a hammer. I don't know if, if that's relevant, but whatever.
2: <laughs> John. Housekeeper has to be the one and only Summer Rae. Mm. Workout trainer John Cena because he is a jacked Up to his eyeballs. And for my chef, it has to be Ryback. (laughs)
5: That's good.
2: Gardner has to be Kurt Angle. Because of his hair versus hair match. (laughs) What? Financial planner has to be Mr. McMahon or Titus O'Neill. Because of all the millions of dollars. <laughs> and for security guard, has to be Randy Orton, just because he shits in everybody's bag. <laughs> and for butler, Mr. Assman
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I kind of did
0: that in my head. <laughs> and Peyton. Well,
4: for my housekeeper, I will give that job to Lana, who is quickly growing as one of my favorite current divas on WWE TV. For my workout trainer, I would definitely go with Big E. I mean, who the hell wouldn't want to have bulging pecs like that, right? As well as other bulging parts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For Cook, I'm going to go with Pat Patterson, who if you watch the first episode of Legends House, you know he makes a fine cabbage roll. Are they well, paying it takes you to three plug... days to do it,
0: though. <laughs> yeah.
1: Are they paying you to plug
4: fucking Legends House tonight? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gardener, I am going to go with uh, Rob Van Dam. I hear he's pretty good with grass, so I think he'll be a good guy for that. Uh, Financial planner, I'm hearing a number of you guys going with the million-dollar man, but you got to forget the million-dollar man's number one goal was to put money in his pocket. All right, I want to go with a guy who I know is more worried about doing a good job of tracking the numbers and all those sorts of things. So I instead will go with a person who was friends with the Million Dollar Man, IRS. Nice, A little better fitting for that. Uh, Security guard, I will hire the Shields. And I don't care if that's not right because it's three people. I'm just going to hire all the Shields as my security guards because who the hell are you going to get better than that? And as my butler, I'm going to... I'm going to give it to Zack Ryder. You know, he's always complaining he wants a spot. Well, there's your spot. You're the butler.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Awesome Piano Man, Joshua Ellis, and Andre Rosa for all your questions. We're going to do another one of these coming up next month. So send in those questions whenever you can. We'll get around to them whenever we get around to them. And we're going to come back in part five with the top rope list for this episode. All right, guys, it's time for our special feature for this evening's podcast. Top rope list of our favorite gimmick match stipulations in honor of Extreme Rules, where so far I don't think any of the uh, matches have been announced other than a steel cage match. But what the hell? Why not? We're going to do that anyway. We're going to break down our top three For our best uh, and our favorites. And if you don't know what the top rope list necessarily is. Basically that's a normal kind of list. I mean there's not too much different than that. Bottom rope is what we equivalent. The equivalent of. Kind of like a bronze medal. And then it goes up to middle rope. Silver medal. And top rope gold medal. Pretty standard. You know how I like my puns. Uh, If you are interested in. The top ten match list that I have, that is on smartoutmoment.com, but we're only going to break down the top three here to save a little bit of time and go around uh, and get everybody's opinions about that. I will just go last, actually. Um, but we're going to do bottom ropes. So, Wego, what's your bottom rope, your number three favorite stipulation?
5: Championship Scramble. And they've barely done any of them, but the ones they have done I really enjoyed. It adds kind of a sense of unpredictability and... I remember the one that Chris Jericho won. It was just so much fun. I wish they'd do more of them.
0: Drew?
1: I'm going to go with uh, the ladder match, just because I think I think the ladder match will be on everyone's list. But, you know, I've, I've, I've always been a good fan of the ladder match or the TLC match or you know whatever you want to call it now. Day. But, yeah, ladder matches.
0: We go.
3: I'm going to go with one that most people probably aren't going to think of. I'm going to go with the uh, War Games 2000, the Triple Cage I I know it's I know it's not very thought of fondly but I I like really gimmicky matches and I don't think you can get any more gimmicky than 3K just stacked on each other with guys on each level and you got to fight your way out from the top to the bottom and I I I yeah, I was dumb and it was a big cluster but I I kind of like the 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 creativity involved with it
5: That's why you like TNA, so I'm a true, so <laughs>
3: Hey, that 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 matchup could have worked if it had been booked properly.
0: Sean, what's
2: your number three? Uh, I gotta go with a uh, Hell in a Cell. I I I like the idea of Hell in a Cell. The only thing I don't like about Hell in a Cell is the camera angle. I don't I don't get why it always has to show the outside of the cell and not the inside of the cell.
1: Just that's where their cameras are.
2: Just just put a fucking security camera in the fucking top right corner of this fucking cell. Oh,
1: they, 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 I don't know recently they've been putting a camera guy inside the cell with them haven't they they always have they usually yeah. have one or two or maybe oh, yeah. three
4: guys in there I don't know, so wait, you, I don't you already... gotta
1: consider they also have those cameras that are on cranes and their yeah.
4: hard camera that's out in the audience Those, yeah. there's no way they're gonna get those inside the cage just you know, attach
0: never... one to that blimp that they used to have and fly that around no, <laughs> like
4: like, they should just duct tape one to the inside of the
5: cell
0: <laughs> Peyton you're number three
4: I am going to go with uh one I don't think anyone else is going to have anywhere on the list, and that's the strap match and any variation thereof that can be you know bull rope <laughs> match or a chain match. I really like those matches. I think it's a cool new way of creating tension. Um, it's got to be the one that ends when you're going around touching the four corners, though. It can't be where you end with a pin. That makes no goddamn sense. In fact, any of these gimmick matches where it's supposed to end in a certain way, and they're just like, oh yeah, you can also win by pin, too. That completely defeats the purpose. You, know, you have to be able to build tension in a unique way, and in the strap matches, I think, where you get it. And plus, just using it as a weapon. It's just fun to like beat someone with a leather strap or a chain or whatever the heck you're using. Um, and it's probably the first gimmick match I remember seeing If I recall correctly, I think it was uh, a Caribbean strap match, technically, between Savio Vega and a very young, stone-cold Steve Austin.
0: Oh, man, I remember that. When anybody says anything about a strap match, that's the first thing that I think of. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything that happened during the match, but I remember a Caribbean strap match. (laughs) Uh, My number three is a false Count Anywhere match. One of the reasons why is because I have a standard street fight kind of a thing on my list at number four. Spoiling that a little bit. But the thing that makes that better is the fact that they can take everything that's good about a no-disqualification match and amp it up a little bit by having people go other places in the arena. And you don't have to keep everything centralized to around the ring. So when you have everything around the ring in a normal no-DQ match, you don't really see a lot of different weapons. Unless you have stuff at the bottom underneath the ring that are really, really odd and it's there's no real point in having it there, like those stop signs and bullshit like that. Um, you, you see the standard stuff. the tables, the chairs, the steps, kendo sticks, whatever. But when they do false count anywhere matches, a lot of them end up having a lot of really cool spots where mm-hmm. they are battling around the stage or they're going backstage and they're getting pinfalls with uh um, equipment trucks and you know a bunch of stuff like that. I always think that that's a cool uh, stipulation, and they very rarely ever do it, which I really hope they do for Extreme Rules. You Remember... know, I, I go was going to say. Go.
3: Whenever I think of the whole "false count anywhere" concept, and this is really silly, but I always think of that little period when the um, WWE video games were coming out, and they made a big deal about the fact that now you can uh, fight backstage or in the <laughs> going crowd to the and boiler whatnot. room. <laughs> yeah, like there was a period where that was a big selling point for all the video games. That I just it's oh, uh, something I don't. Awesome. I don't, I don't yeah, That's can, why? <laughs> can they can they still do that? Can you still like fight in the crowd in some of these games or have they taken that out?
5: They've taken it all out. The only thing you can do is have a backstage brawl, which is just stupid. I miss the days in Hell in the Cell where like you could fucking go outside the building and climb the ladder hanging from a fucking helicopter. Mm-hmm. There
1: oh was, yeah, yeah. There's
5: so much stupid shit which was awesome.
0: I think it would be kind of hard to get the uh the crowd fight kind of stuff when they have like the same kind of characters that <laughs> pop up and just like are sitting there constantly waving their hands, like, Yay, wrestling is awesome! And you just battle yeah. next to them and you're like, they're all
5: fucking blurred and shit, too. So, it's all right. cool. yeah, I
3: remember when back when they did that, and it was just basically just you would fight amongst the clip art character, the clip art background, just like <laughs> with their three motion, with their three um frames of animation.
0: <laughs> so, number two, Wago, what's your middle rope?
5: For me it's got to be a ladder match. I love the concept and I've got a whole bunch of matches that I consider like four or five star and several of them are ladder matches. The Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels one was awesome. Uh, the one they had at WrestleMania with the Hardy Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian. That might have been TLC but it's the same shit. So, generally, ladder matches, as long as they're booked the right way and you put the right guys in there, it can either be all hell broken loose, or it can be a great story told.
1: Drew? I'm going to go with the I Quit match, and one of the reasons why it's on my list is mainly because one of the first pay-per-views I ordered had an I Quit match in it, and, I don't know, it's always had that, that like place in my heart where it's like kind of like that special feeling, oh, it's an I Quit match. So, you know, they're not as good as what they used to be, because... You know they don't really show the blood and stuff, and it's all about submissions and shit nowadays. But I, I really, I do like a good I Quit match, and I will hold that true to this day.
3: True, have you seen? Have you ever had a chance to see uh, Rock versus Mankind at the Royal Rumble?
1: Oof,
0: no.
3: Oh, you should. You, if you love I Quit matches, you really got to go out of your way to watch that match.
0: We'll do, son. We'll do. Miguel, what's your number two?
3: I'm going to go a bit nostalgic. I'm going to go for a cage match, but I'm going to go for the old school blue bar cage. And the reason that I I picked that one is because there was a period where that that cage was being used where the only way to win the matches was to escape over the top of the cage. And to me, that should be the way it works. I I don't like the whole concept of being able to just walk out the door. Or, or do a pinfall i I like that old school mentality of well not even old school because that was just WWE that did that but the whole the only way to win is to escape the cage the, it, it brings a sense of a sense of tension that I don't think you get in most modern cage matches. you know it's just it, it does nothing to just walk out of the cage. I feel you really got to earn that win
4: yeah here's a here's something. Do you know why they made that blue bar steel cage
3: to make it easier for guys like Hogan to climb
4: specifically for hogan hogan had a very tough time climbing the traditional mesh steel cage and they specifically crafted that blue bar steel cage so he could have an easier time climbing it and win those matches really and
3: those ca- and those yeah. cages don't there's no give with those cages that's solid steel so you get you get rammed into those things it's, it's gonna hurt
5: yeah but it's left such a bigger impression when you watched it i mean the mesh ones climb like more camera friendly but i still love the feel like the look of the blue bar so or
4: just how thick they are, and when someone collides into them, you can yeah. get a real big rattle off them. You look like a caged animal when you're inside that one. When you're in the regular one, it just looks like you're in a fence. Yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, here's here's a bit of an here's a bit of a trivia question. Do you guys remember the last pay per view to use the blue bar cage? The blue bar, or when they made it a black bar?
4: Was it Rebellion uh, 2000?
3: I was gonna okay, black bar cage. Then what was the last time they used that? Was that? that
4: St. Valentine's Day
3: Massacre. 1999. Yeah.
4: No, there was one in 2000 for Rebellion. So.
3: Oh, was it?
5: Yeah, it was an England per view.
3: England don't the English pay-per-views don't fucking count. Yeah. yeah those are. <laughs> so they
5: don't, you pro- was...
3: they don't promote those on the t- on TV. Well, get,
5: well, Guess what? They're available on the WWE Network now. So go nope. it yourself.
3: That, yeah. That. So is a lot of
4: other crap. <laughs> yeah, like Legends House.
3: Hey, Legends House looks awesome. I'm so I'm so sad that that didn't get picked up by a major network. That would have been perfect for like a VH1 or something.
0: It might if and pushes it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm just waiting for the t- I'm just waiting for the season where they get chic on there. That's gonna be great.
0: Sean, what's your number two?
2: I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this one, but I going to go with TNA's Ultimate X match. Ugh. I just like the fast pace action of the X division. <laughs> you it's know hard the hard guys that, yeah, that yeah, aren't no accent, longer, no longer there, like Chris Seban and Alex Shelley. When them two were doing the X Division match, the Ultima X match...
4: Well, at least they still was... got that Christopher Daniels guy, right?
2: Oh. <laughs> I hate capturing and nostalgic. I was going to go with the Steel Asylum, but then I thought, that's kind of stupid. So <laughs> Ultimate X it is.
3: You sure you don't want to go with Elevation X?
2: No. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aiden, what's your number two?
4: My number two is actually gonna be a takeoff of your number three, Tony. I'm gonna to specifically point out the Attitude Era 24-7 hardcore titled matches. Yes. Those were all just so much fun. And as you are saying, they were in locations that you never would have seen a match before. And I mean, even going beyond from just outside the ring into the crowd, you were seeing matches in airports, in ball pits. In the backstage boiler room in all types of weird areas going through like makeshift walls and pinged glass areas and using every possible weapon. I remember uh, I think it was Al Snow pinned Hardcore Holly in the Mississippi River wrapped up inside some fencing (laughs) once. Oh, my gosh. It was just so much bonkers shit going on during that time period. I I loved it and I miss it. I wish they would do something like that again.
0: My number two is ladder match, and it's basically the same kind of points that Wego brought up. Uh, Fuck the whole idea of a TLC match. It's exactly the same thing. There's no difference whatsoever. So anything that's money in the bank or a championship or a TLC match or all that, they're all just ladder matches. They're all cool. I love when somebody like a Shelton Benjamin or a Morrison or Kingston is able to— do something different with the ladder that we haven't seen before, whether they're using it as a weapon or they're walking on it like stilts to try to get to the titles or any of that kind of stuff. There's always something fun that they end up doing in almost every ladder match. And that sense of tension when the guys are trying to climb up and all that, it's built in, and you don't have to really think too much about the match. You can just sit and enjoy it. So, number one, our top rope, Wego. What is your number one?
5: For me, and this goes back to more... Back before the match became oversaturated and there was a bit more violence allowed in the WWE, it was Hell in a Cell. Because when that match was announced, everyone was like, oh, shit, Hell in a Cell. And now when someone announces Hell in a Cell, it's like, oh, Hell in a Cell. Oh, is it that time of year again? Yeah, it's like, oh, that pay-per-view's on.
0: Oh, remember that classic between Ryback and uh, Punk? (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, I think the Hell in a Cell quality dipped come Kevin Nash and Triple H. and uh, But prior to that, it was such an awesome concept, and it wasn't oversaturated. It was done as a one-off. It was done to elevate a feud. And the last one that I truly, really enjoyed was probably um, Triple H versus uh, Shawn Michaels. Right. I don't know if that, that was a part of a free stage of Hell or not, but it was fun.
4: I, I have to disagree with you on one thing. Hell in a Cell wasn't to elevate a feud. Hell in a Cell was to finish a feud. And that was what was very important about Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell was where you went when you had no other way and they to settle this just... beef. Now it's Hell in a Cell is hey it's October so let's have a Hell in a Cell match. That's that's why it sucks now. There, and what there's I'd... no yeah. big beef going into these Hell in a Cell matches.
5: What I love about Hell in a Cell is when if they ever they had the pay per views with that being like the headliner they play the End is Near music. It was such a fucking sweet soundtrack and got you pumped for it. But it's lost uh... all it's lost all its magic about it now. But during its time and during when it was awesome, it was definitely my favorite match.
3: I'd, I'd have to say my favorite cell matchup. It's, it's probably got to be a tie, just for the madness of it between the six the uh, six pack challenge from Armageddon 2000 and the um, the one between uh, Lesnar and Taker, just because of how bloody that was.
5: You can't. Mankind versus Undertaker. It was a spectacle. Nothing it's all about more... the
3: first one for me. Yeah. Michaels and Taker.
4: Yeah. They set the standard, and it still sits to this day, in my opinion.
5: I think Mankind vs Undertaker was the best one and one of my favorites, which is very underrated, is Cactus Jet vs. Triple H. That
3: was good. Oh, one. from um, No Way Out Two Thousand? Yep. That one's pretty good.
0: Yeah, every time that wake up <laughs> mutes his like <alert>, Clack, <laughs> Clack <laughs> I don't <hear> any whatsoever. <laughs> Drew, what is your number one?
1: My number one is the gauntlet match, whether it be a standard one or a brown panty gauntlet match. I've always been the sucker for the gauntlet <laughs> match. What well, they've they had one? I don't know if Did you remembered they? it. Yeah, it was at a uh, uh, New Year's Revolution 2006. Oh, I must have missed that one. No, huh. it's that it's it's not it's not as good as what you'd expect. It's. I think that was when I wasn't.
4: watching. I think that was the very tail end of when I wasn't watching. They yeah.
0: just have like Luna and Jazz and a bunch no, of people no, like no, that. No, 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 it. no, 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 It wasn't
4: no, that 2006, bad. 2006. That was like. They had Cassius Ashley, Michelle. Mickey James,
1: Michelle, yeah, yeah they have like It was it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't anything amazing. But yeah, I've always, I don't know, I've always been a mark for a good gauntlet match. And you know, the most recent one I can remember in WWE was you know just Daniel Bryan doing his stupid gauntlet stuff with random people. But you know, like stuff like that, I've always really liked, and I've always liked the idea of hey, you won. if you really wanted, you have to face another guy, and just like that idea, I think really shows how good a guy can be and show how much a guy, uh, the company trusts in a guy. So I've always liked that concept.
5: Wait, you think that match was stupid, the Antonio Cesaro stuff? Was no, 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 no no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. I didn't say it was stupid. I think it, I probably think it's a lot better than everyone else just because I'm a mark for a good gauntlet match. It, I know it's a great match, but I probably think it's like the best match of the year or something like that.
0: We go. what's your number one?
3: Well, I talked about liking really gimmicky <laughs> matches, and to me, one of the most gimmicky that I could think of that really got over is the Elimination Chamber. You know, the whole concept of the, the six pods, you know, the steel floor wrapped around the, the ring, the thick the thick, uh, the, uh, thick uh, chain cage around it. Just the whole setup of it is just so menacing. I, I really, I don't know who came up with that, if, you know, kayfabe-wise, if Bischoff did or whatever, but... I, I really dig that. I, I wish it was more of a thing. Um, you know, I know that they, uh, for a while, it was kind of the um, staple for No Way Out. I think it might still be or Elimination Chamber now, as they've now called it. But I really, really dig that, that whole matchup.
2: John? Uh, mine is tied between a championship scramble or the Royal Rumble itself. Why not? because there's 30 men going for the mean prize, and that is the main event at WrestleMania. You can't get much bigger than that now, can you? Hayden?
4: <laughs> oh, my number one is going to be a loser leaves town match, or any variation of a retirement match. I think that there's no other way to put it all on the line than when you're putting your career on there. And it has to be legit. It can't be like when John Cena puts his career in line, then he's back on raw two weeks later. I mean like legit people are losing their careers out of the match. Like my favorite, I always have to think back to was the Mr. Perfect Ric Flair match on one of the first episodes of raw. Um, and even like the Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels match so much emotion into that. Uh, Anytime you have a retirement involved, it's it's guaranteed to ramp up the emotion of it to a new level that you cannot get any other possible way.
5: Yeah, Payton likes when someone loses their job. Seems legit.
2: TNA beast <laughs> yeah. fired. Oh, that one's terrible.
1: <laughs> what genitalia? What?
0: My number one, Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, mm. You can kind of group battle royals into there, but yeah. the Royal Rumble is the yeah. top of that whole thing. Rumble uh there it's just fucking awesome i mean i like elimination matches so it has that in there you got a whole bunch of people in the ring at one time so things are kind of crazy you've got the entrances where each one no matter who it is whether it's somebody who matters like a john cena or it's somebody stupid that nobody could really care about like a yoshitatsu when they start counting down You know, and they start with a 10, 9. Everybody is super pumped for who is next. And sometimes you can get uh, people popping up that haven't been around for a while. And that's always awesome. You get surprise entrances from uh, injured people. It's just a, a fucking awesome match. It's one of the only things that is almost, like, flawless in WWE. So that's our list that we have for you guys, if you want to give us your list, whether it's a top three, top five, top ten, hell, if you want to do a top 50, go ahead, uh, leave a comment below, or leave a comment on smartoutmoment.com on the Articles page, and check out the other ones that we've got on smartoutmoment.com as well. That is going to knock out our episode for this week. The only thing that we have left to do is some plugs. Wego, you're up first.
5: Okay, make sure to check out Megapowers Radio, April 27th, this Sunday, 8pm uh, Eastern Standard Time, for a special edition of Addicted to Anime as we talk about Pokemon. We uh, have a big cast, we're going to have a lot of fun, and also check out UDMMA.com. Unanimous, de- the Unanimous Decision MMA is back, we're uh, having the podcast return, including a special called The Liver Shot, where we're going to get drunk and give you our live reactions of MMA fights.
3: Ooh, that sounds interesting.
0: Drew?
1: Um, If anyone is interested in sports tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, be on Mega Power's video where you can listen to sports talk weekly where I will be on. Peyton will randomly say a few words, but he isn't going to talk much, but he will say a few words. I will promise you that. So if anyone wants to hear Peyton say a few words, be sure to be there. And remember, it's always about the Drew crew, and every other team sucks ass.
3: Now, is this in con- is this in conjunction with um, that other, the other sports show on Mega Powers Radio, or is this just your own thing?
1: No, it's Sports Talk Weekly. That's what it just said. It's the same show.
3: Uh, oh, it's the same show. Okay,
1: Miguel. Mm-hmm. It's, yes, it's the same show. All right, Miguel.
3: <laughs> well, as you folks know, I come from a far off land called the Retro Unlim Network, and we've got all sorts of uh, shows for you to check out. We've got my show, the Untitled Movie Show, Tuesday nights at eight. On the Retro on Limb Network. Uh, actually, tonight, we had the second episode of the Rui J. Ferretti show, which is on at 8 o'clock on Retro on Limb. Uh, Thursdays, we have the Unradio show with uh, Travis Goss. And Saturdays, we have I Got Gameplay with our leader and host, Michael Burham.
0: John?
2: <laughs> All right, Giggles, calm down. Fucking hell. But yeah... <laughs> Can, can i go can i go am i allowed to go yeah go ahead John. yeah um youtube.com forward slash shaughnessy 1989 that's my youtube channel i've recently uploaded a new mario sunshine let's play and follow me on the twitter and yes i'm doing my normal voice because the posh voice was starting to hurt and why did god give women two sets of lips so they can piss them on at the same time <laughs> and you just lost that's all your really female that... fan base Dude, i don't have female fan base but i got 13 subscribers right?
5: Piss off, Tony. You know that everyone who listens to this fucking show is male. It's a total
2: sausage fest.
0: <laughs> well, especially after Sean calls them birds. Male <laughs> <They're>
2: birds. <laughs> the chicks, birds, you know, fajitas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Baden. Wow.
4: If you listen to this show, I can only assume that you're a wrestling fan, so please check out all the wrestling things that I am doing as well. First off, check out the Raw post show on Mega Powers Radio. Every single Monday night, following the conclusion of Raw, you'll hear the same cast of characters you hear giving our live reactions following the show, as well as inviting you, the listener, to join the conversation. We already had some cool people like Awesome Piano Man jump on over there, join us in the chat room, calling in on the phones, making lots of good times. You should come as well, because we had a blast this week, and it always gets better and better every single week also please check out my wrestling website keepingkfabe.com, where i have lots of random little articles and hopefully i'm getting that podcast updated very soon however right now i am busy with a brand new podcast i just started revolving around game of thrones so if you're any other game heads out there and you want to hear me talking about dragons and floppy wieners and all the other crap that are <laughs> on like that, that show check it out it's called the sand and snow podcast it is on stitcher radio and itunes coming soon to a few other avenues as well trying to get some things popping with that and gosh i just feel like i have a million things to plug so for all those follow me on twitter at mr payton that's mr payton thank y'all
0: we know we know, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, stay tuned for everything else with Smark Moment, and stay tuned also to the Fantasy League, we're going to be having that coming up, Oh, yeah, that. we're going to record that uh, right after we get done this episode of Smack Talk, so you're going to be able to see what we ended up picking very soon uh, everything else I pretty much mentioned in the rest hold, so for everybody on the panel this evening, thank you very much for joining in I'm Tony Mango, this has been another smartout Moment, and we're being counted
2: out outro Outro. outro Outro. outro.